In this episode, I tried to master the most popular board game in the world. Welcome to the Dedicate 24 podcast. Welcome back to the Dedicate 24 podcast. I'm your host, Douglas Feach. In this episode, we're looking at chess. So chess is a highly strategical board game which dates back to the 6th century and it is the most popular board game in the world due to its stunning simplicity. The game is very simple at its core. There's an 8x8 square board, different pieces which have different roles and make different moves to keep the enemy on their toes. It consists of white and black pieces and one common goal to win the game and capture the king. You win by the opposite king not being able to find a square which is safe and he is therefore checkmated. The game, which sounds simple, has been studied for hundreds if not thousands of years and has different tactics known as theories. There are such things as professional chess players who travel the world to play in tournaments. The current world champion is Magnus Carlsen who is a Norwegian chess superstar. He is the epitome of chess greatness being world number one for 10 years. I would see in 24 hours how close to Carlson I could get. I needed to discover how to unlock the secrets of this ancient game and where I could learn how to develop my game. I decided to research how to win chess games. This sounds easy, but at some point I would need to checkmate my opponent with my pieces before he mates me. When you are pushing your members around the board, it can be difficult to capture the king as he tends to be a slippery character, dipping in and out of cover from his lesser pawns. A common exercise for chess lovers is ending puzzles. This is where there is a certain position on the board and you have to make the least amount of moves to win the game. This means you would arrange your pieces so every turn the opposing player has to move his king and he is being attacked by one of your pieces. This is called putting them in check. They will have to move their king to safety. You then move in for the kill putting him in check again with your next turn and so on until you have either taken a critical piece from your opponent as they had to move their king to safety and you couldn't protect their queen or you capture the king himself closing in on him each turn and capture was imminent. There are thousands of these puzzles online and it is quite helpful for seeing a pattern of where a king is and how to capture him in six moves irrespective of what your opponent tries to do. The flip side of this is how not to lose. Very important question and the one which would help me the most. Although I would be playing people online, I wouldn't want them to know I just started as they could pile on the pressure without me knowing how to properly defend myself. So knowing how not to lose was a big deal. The beginning of the chess game is called the opening. In the opening, each player will take turns moving their pieces towards the center to build up for battle. This is where the theories are huge. There are good ways to build up your defense and bad ways which lose you the pieces and ultimately lose you the game. Over the thousands of years, opening theories have been preached for how to develop your pieces so that you can make attacks which will win the game. I didn't know much about the opening in chess, so I decided to learn one opening, which was called the London opening. I had some basic knowledge of how to start any game. How not to lose is about protecting your pieces while attacking theirs and it is critical in chess. My third and final cog in research was how to get better, probably the most important question for the whole series. With my podcast episode, everything I needed was on YouTube and I use YouTube a lot already, so it's always my weapon of choice of how to do or to get better at anything. I would watch hours of chess videos, learning about interesting matches and how the world's best players think about the game. Most of the videos were quite complex and don't have much entertainment, but upon my study, there is one person who I found who I think is hilarious. His name is Ben Feingold. He's a chess grandmaster 
which is the best rank you can have. So he's in the top 2,000 players in the world and he teaches classes and puts them on YouTube. He is so funny as he teaches a lot of kids classes and has these funny sayings which usually go right over the kids' heads. For example, when describing the move, pawn to c4, he always describes that move as explosive, even if it has nothing to do with the momentum of the match. He describes it as explosive because it's C4, which is an explosive used in military. He also references pop stars' albums as well as controlling the kids, and they have something very not interesting to say. He reminds me of common dad jokes, but I love them. What I learned is every and any game has the three main parts. The opening, or start of the game, the middle game, and the end game. For example, Monopoly. The opening is going round the board and buying as much properties as possible while trying to keep out of jail. The middle game is negotiating with the players about trades or buying their properties to create sets. The end game is to build hotels and hopefully have a large area to collect others' money. Chess is no different. Opening, middle game and end game. How was I going to prove if I had got any better from when I started? I thought I could play some games without any practice and keep record, then play the same amount of games after practice and see how I got on. I started out aiming to play 20 games to compare to, but I ended up playing 50 to give my results better accuracy and I was winning some games which was very exciting. The games were played on chess.com which allow you to randomly play anyone in the world of similar skill rating. When you create an account, you start with 400 skill rating. After my first game, I knew I didn't struggle playing 400 skill rating players, but I was struggling to get his king in checkmate. The games have clocks of 10 minutes each, so after my turn, his clock would wind down until he played, and then my clock would start to wind down. This was to make sure I got through a game somewhat quickly, and if your time ran out, you would lose the game, so you could also make your opponent think longer to win also. My first 50 games were filled with mistakes and climbing in skill rating. I went from 400 to the high 700s in 50 games. To put in perspective, the best players in the world are skill rating at least 2,500. So I'm a wee bit off. Although my first 50 games, I won 29 of those games, which is 58%, which I was very happy with. I did wonder with me winning that amount of games, I would struggle to get that much better. It's the better you become, the better your opponents are. But I went along with the challenge anyway. After hours of studying chess videos over the past two weeks, with me finding my favourite coach, being the dad joke master Ben Feingold, I felt like I had discovered why things were happening in the game and how I could get better. I would play at my evenings to help me get some practice, and this included playing against the computer, which has an equivalent skill rating, which I'll get onto later. I then set out to play my final 50 games for comparison on a new account, so I would be back down to 400 skill rating. I would have the same path as before. I set out to do this in a 25 game session, and then another 25 game session, but I could only stomach. 20 games at my first sitting, but then my time was running out before wanting to post an episode. So I woke up the next morning, which was yesterday, and played 30 games with coffee, and it was quite enjoyable. For my second set of 50 games, I had improved substantially. I had won 34 games, which is 68% of my games, or two thirds. I remember being in the games, as well as sometimes being attacked or losing one of my pieces, and trying to find a way to win quickly. As if not, I was losing in the long run, and in one game, I was losing by a lot. But I recognise one attack point in which if I can move his knight and get my queen in position I would end the game from travelling my side of the board to his and there was nowhere for his king to hide and it worked. At that point I realised I was much better than before. I could see avenues to victory. As a 10% increase 
in my 50 games of wins, which doesn't sound much, but with only 24 hours, it's not too bad for an extremely difficult strategy game. I also did play a computer of skill rating 1200 and beat it, so maybe I am 50% better than my first self, but maybe it was just a fluke. I thought my challenge went well. Chess is a simple yet complex strategy game, which I know a lot of people know what it is or how the pieces move, but they haven't played many games. I thought I would take it for a spin and see actually how difficult it is. It's quite difficult. I probably played around 200 games of chess in the past two weeks, which is a lot, but I did enjoy most of them. It's just time consuming. I have a new appreciation of people who study chess for their entire life, aiming to be the best version of themselves, and there is some satisfaction knowing that the game won't change in our lifetimes. Unlike professional sports, where your career will be 15 years if you're one of the greats, chess is a game which can be played at any age, from any background, from any gender. If I was to do this challenge again, I would like to have a chess coach, as I think they would be able to tell me how much better I got during my 24 hours, as the games I was playing would only let me get up to a certain skill rating, and not show much skill rating improvement. In my second 50 games, my highest skill rating was 802 which is not much compared to my first, although I increased 10% in wins. I may still play the occasional game of chess, but I won't study it as much as I did over the past two weeks. I think it is now something else I can relate to someone about. If one of the things they do for fun is chess, and I could learn something from them, or maybe even hold my own against them. For the future of the podcast, I'll be posting bi-weekly on Sundays, so keep your calendar marked up and follow on Spotify. For the future of the podcast, 24 hours gets condensed into 10 minutes or 15 minutes. I need to try and find a way to make the episodes better, possibly longer. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. See you next time. This has been Douglas Beach of the Dedicated 24 Podcast. Enjoy the music.